Kelly show and I realize it's an ass Dr. Jesse Friday and I just finished an entire hour of the show without answering a single ask Dr. Jesse question. Shame on me. I got caught up in the history stuff and the news of the day and I just look at look I'm sorry. All right, I'm sorry. No, we're not going to do that. It's t- let's get to the questions, all right? Let's get to the questions on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. If you missed the beginning of the show or any part of the show, remember the whole thing's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. Uh, quick, quick heads up. I have heard the complaints about the them deciding, the suits decided to split up the show by hours. So now there's not just one podcast. It's like hour one, hour two, hour three. A uh, couple things. One, that sounds like a huge pain in the butt to me. So what Chris is going to do from this point forward, he's going to put them in an order where when you download them, if you start with hour one, once that's done, it'll roll right into hour two and hour three. It wasn't that way yesterday. So just know we're adjusting that. And two, uh, the only thing I can tell you is subscribe or hit follow, depending on how you listen to the podcast. So it downloads automatically. So you don't have to download three different freaking things every day. So I heart Google, Spotify, and iTunes. It's not my fault. Jesse, fellow Marine. The Canadian truckers are protesting the COVID-19 mandates and the prime minister is trying to figure out how to get rid of them, which, of course, the situation would be to give them what they want. Is he a coward for not giving the truckers what what they want or is he a coward for implementing an emergency order and having them arrested? I think he's more scared of the people who control him. Well, I will tell you this, and this is an interesting part of history when you dig into this at all. Let's set Trudeau aside, although this very much this, this applies to Trudeau. But when you think about the monsters of history, pick your monster. Pol Pot, right? uh, Ivan the Terrible, uh, Mao, Stalin. When you think about these guys, the real monsters, the guys who just slaughtered their own citizens in mass. It's common to think about them like bad guys, which they were. That's fair. They were bad guys. Uh, evil. It's common to think about them these, the, the way th- th- that way. But it's also common to think about them as strong men. <laughs> I bet they sat around with a cocky grin on their face at all times. Look at how sure they must have been in their power as they killed all these people. And the real story is much, much different. I don't know of a tyrant that I've ever read about. That was anything but miserable and paranoid and insecure. They all were. Stalin was widely known to be this so paranoid, always thought someone was around the next corner who wanted to kill him. Mao, the exact same way. That's part of the reason they kill so many people. Pol Pot, the exact same way. All of them. The tyrant is never as secure in his power as the face he presents to the world. Never. This little snot may sound like a cocky little college dweeb. This little snot does not sleep well at night. After speaking with opposition leaders, the federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity to address the blockades and occupations. That guy, you think he's cocky? 
You think he's self-assured? That guy's scared to death. The tyrant has always understood. This is a this is one of history's ironies. The tyranny, the tyrant understands better than the citizen or the subject how vulnerable the tyrant is. The citizen, the subject doesn't get it. He's all powerful. Look at all the cops and look at all the security. Look at the army. Look at his fancy cars and bulletproof this. And oh, he's invincible. That's what he looks like to the average citizen. The tyrant understands. Oh my gosh, that's not true at all. I'll tell you something. Uh, I'm not going to give out the details of this. Just for, I feel like I worry sometimes that we're going to have some nut job listen to the show and go do something crazy. So I always have to keep that in mind. So I'm going to skip a couple details in case someone in this particular country is listening. But I had a guy tell me one time, he was one of these super ninja special forces types. And he was working closely with the guys who handled the security of a head of state. Now, this is a head of a state you would know, a very modern, industrial, sharp, militarily powerful country. And he was talking about essentially their secret service. Think about it like their secret service. And, and I was having a private conversation with him about it. We were just out having, having some cheese sticks and a couple beers. What, Chris? Anyway, we were talking about the security for his head of state. And he was going over some things they were doing and counter snipers and all kinds of stuff like that. And I was just kind of picking his brain a little bit. I was like, golly, that, that sounds impenetrable. And he kind of laughed at me. He's like, huh. And I said, what? What? He said, Jesse, I'll tell you something, brother. All the heads of state in the world, there are no exceptions to this. China, America, all the heads of state of the world. They, the security around them could be run over like that if just average citizens stood up like that. He said, he said with ease, you think about these people. Like we were talking about this guy again. I don't want to name the country or head of state. You think about him. Wow. Protected and security. And look at all the super studs with buzz cuts around him, snipers and stuff. He said their numbers simply aren't even close to what they would have to be. If the citizens actually stood up, they could be removed immediately. Immediately. Yeah, like Chris, Chris just brought it up, the great Napoleon quote, quantity has a quality all its own. No, Jesse, the, the Green Berets would, would stand up. One, the Green Berets are like the greatest dudes in the world. They're my favorite. I love them, so they wouldn't. But two, you know how many Green Berets there are? Not many. It's not true. The tyrant has always understood that his power, he does his power is it's brittle. He doesn't have a firm grasp on it like you think he does. He knows this. The citizen doesn't know this. And right now, what's what's going on in Canada? You understand how bad this can go? And I'm not making a prediction here. Well, I, I take that back. I'll make a part of a prediction. Here's a prediction. I brought it up a little bit earlier in the show. It's Friday. Politicians do really unpopular things and drop really bad news on Friday. I just told you that because you're about to take off for the weekend. You're not going to pay attention. And so they can fade the heat over the weekend when people aren't watching the news. I think tonight on a Friday night, especially once the sun goes down, I think it gets really, really ugly in Ottawa and keep those truckers in your prayers. 
And that'll be on purpose. They gave them a few days, just like I told you a few days ago. I said, you watch. They're going to let this marinate for a few days, seize the bank accounts, and then they're going in, and they'll go in at night. And I think it's going to be a really, really ugly weekend there. Okay, that's, that's the prediction part. I do think that's going to happen. But there's another part of this we can't predict, and it's something we should consider. Yeah, I know they're arresting the journalists and keeping people out. In this day and age, that's simply not possible. There are too many cell phone cameras. It's not possible to completely shut out information. What if, and I'm not cheering for this, obviously, and I know how many Canadians, in particular Canadian truckers, listen to the show. So believe me when I tell you, we are praying for you. We don't want this to happen. But what what if someone dies this weekend at the hands of those Ottawa cops? What if more than one person dies? What if there's a bad incident? Tensions are high. What if a firecracker goes off? What if someone shoots a gun in the air? What if a cop gets punched? What if, I mean, you understand in these situations where you have mass amounts of force here and a mass amount of people here and tensions get high and there's yelling and there's screaming and there's people getting hurt and women are crying. You understand it only takes that and something goes off. What if there's... What if there's 10 dead truckers by Monday? You understand with the opposition he's already facing within his borders, you could see the military step in and remove Justin Trudeau as prime minister. I'm not saying that's going to happen. That's not my prediction like before. But when it comes to things like this, when the tyrant is on his last little shred of power and he chooses to dig in and go violent, as Trudeau has done, That can go really bad for the tyrant really quickly. He is on very, very, very shaky ground. Let's keep those truckers and their families in our prayers, all right? All right, we have a lot more Ask Dr. Jesse stuff. We actually have some fun questions coming up here. Let's dig into that first, though. First, your personal protection. Your personal protection. What have you done to make sure you are able to fight off an attacker? What have you done? Is it just a cell phone? Is your plan to call the cops? Is that the plan? Get a hero gun. A hero gun. It is a non-lethal gun. So I don't care if you're super anti-firearms. If you are, I get it. That's fine. Get a hero gun anyway. It's non-lethal. It shoots pepper balls 100 miles per hour. They are debilitating. They explode on contact. and I mean debilitating. Only takes a couple minutes to learn how to use it. It has a laser sight on it. Don't need a concealed carry permit. I'm talking this thing is good for everyone. Husbands, wives, kids, grandma. Get something in your house, something in your car, something in your purse so you can protect yourself. Go to Hero2020.com and use the code JESSE and it gets you a special discount. Hero2020.com, code JESSE. State restrictions may apply. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I just—it seems like an appropriate time to do a little flashback here. Remember this from our fearless leader: the Second Amendment. For example, the First Amendment, freedom of speech. You have a freedom of speech to say fire, but not in a crowded forum where people would try to get out and maybe someone get hurt tripping over one another. Every constitutional amendment has a limitation. 
In the, and I taught for years constitutional law and separation of powers. I taught the Second Amendment. And the Second Amendment is not absolute. And we can argue, and the fundamental argument is well-regulated militia and all those things. I won't get into that. I think that the fundamental... Yeah, you won't get into that because you're wrong. The Second Amendment is absolute, and I do not trust my government. You shouldn't trust your government. I don't care which country you're living in right now. You should own guns. You should practice with guns early and often. You understand that? And the Second Amendment was not about deer hunting, and it wasn't about you protecting yourself from a robber who breaks in. Those are nice side benefits. The Second Amendment was put in by the founders of this nation. It was enshrined into law so you could use your guns on the government should your government become despotic. Let's hope our government never does that, but you should own a gun just in case. And in case you're not paying attention, the free Western countries can turn despotic just like that. Protect yourself, all right? Let's get to some fun stuff out and ask Dr. Jesse Fried. It's been too heavy. All hail the sunroof king. You know, that's not very nice. All right. I admitted one time that my pickup truck has a sunroof. I didn't request the sunroof. The model I wanted had a sunroof, Chris. Okay. You know what? I'm not going into it again. One, can we please get Chris's fiance a custom shut up Chris shirt with your face on it as a wedding present? The answer to that is yes. Yes, we can. And we will. Now, two... You have often spoken of the need for conservatives to develop our own banking system as the communists continue to use our bank against us. How would that work? Says you can say my name, but you probably won't, so you can take credit for question run. <laughs> he says Semper Fide, his name is Scott. All right, listen. This There's been a problem with, with the right, and it's a problem I actually don't love pointing out because it feels very finger-pointy-y. Is that a way? Is that I don't think you're allowed to say. I don't think that's a word. Is it, Chris? It doesn't matter. It is, it's my show. It's a word now, Chris. I can do what I want. <laughs> Moving on. As far as developing our own banking system, let's just let's just set that aside for a moment. Let's make that part of it. We really have to develop everything on our own. My friend Dave Reboy talks about this a lot. You know what? I'm going to bring him on next week to talk more about this. About how we have to create everything anew. We need our own banking system. We need our own entertainment system. We need our own education system. We we need to build our own internet servers. We need to own everything, really. And the problem we have on the right has been this. Our mega rich people, and we have a bunch of them, our mega rich people do not spend money in that way or do not invest money in that way. I've, I've, I told you this. I might have told you this last week, but boy, this conversation really hit home. So whatever. I'm going to repeat myself, Chris, and say it again. <laughs> I had uh, the actor Kevin Sorbo on my TV show. Remember, I have a TV show every single night on the first TV, 9 p.m. Eastern, every single night. Kevin Sorbo, in case you don't know who that is, remember the TV series Hercules? That was Hercules, right? It's a good dude and total conservative. Him and his wife, great people. Hung out with them a little bit a couple weekends ago. But I had him on my show, and we were talking about movies. He puts out these movies now, really Christian-based movies. So you you got to believe in Jesus, Chris. <laughs> no, seriously. He puts out movies like God's Not Dead and things like that. Really, really great movies, movies you can take your kids to. And... There's not a huge budget for these movies. You know Hollywood will make a blockbuster and it'll cost $100 million, $200 million to make a movie. It's crazy, right? Well, he's making these movies, and while they're getting better and they're getting better actors and stuff like that, he's making a movie for $2, 3 $4, 5000000 million. That's the movie budget. 
And he said, listen, Jesse, not only is the budget pretty low for these movies, because the actors and actresses are getting better as the budgets increase, the movies are getting better, and the movies are all turning a profit. Like these movies, forget the values part of it for a second. I know you probably like that. I do too, but forget that for a second. Let's just look at it at pure dollars and cents. He said, pure dollars and cents wise, you're making 10%. Let's say you're a rich guy. You got a bunch of money laying around. I'll float him a million bucks if I can make a hundred grand on it in six months. That's standard investing, right? I mean, I don't, I don't have that just yet, Chris. <laughs> One of these days, but you understand what I mean. You understand you can make 10% and these movies are, I don't want to say a guarantee, but almost a guarantee. These real family-based Christian-based movies, they're, they're just, there's a huge niche out there. There's a huge market for this. And you know what he said? He said, Jesse, I have a hard time finding Republican investors who will spend it. We we don't focus on these things because for so long we have put these things out of our mind as being things that matter. Funding my own bank? What? No, I'll just donate to the next Republican for president. Brother, it's probably more important for the future of the country to donate to movies that actually spread your values around than it is to donate to the next Republican for president. It's more important for your values to build a bank, a banking system. It's more important for your values to build internet servers where they can't have you removed if you said a no-no word 15 years ago. It's really, really important for the right to realize the culture war that we're in, it is a total war. It is a total war. It is about so much more than the midterm elections or who are we going to nominate in 2024? And I know those are important things, but man, total war it's about everything when i um when i talk to you about the advertisers on the show and i brought this up a lot about the advertisers on the show and how by the grace of god the show is so popular i have the freedom to 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 pick and choose we can and do say no often hey this person wants to advertise with the show I don't ever name drop or anything like that. I'm not going to be unprofessional, but I just simply say, no, that's, that's not a good fit. No, that's not what I believe in. No, I've seen the things that com- company says publicly. I won't do it. That, that's, a, that's a common thing for the show. But understand this. Like I got an email earlier today. Well, we showed up and we had an email today and someone had said, hey, man, I bought a hero gun and Giza Dream Sheets and I've, I'm going to call Oxford Gold Group and I actually use Lone Star Transfer and they got me out of it. And you know why I love that? I love that because we have built on this show a network of companies who believe exactly what you and I believe. And when I get passionate about speaking on their behalf, it's because we have to build our own economy as well. That means putting our money where our morals are. That means not spending money on things we on places we shouldn't and spending money in the places we should. That's part of the reason I'm so passionate about it. We need our own complete separate network, and I'm going to do whatever I can to build part of that here. Make sense? All right, we got more Ask Dr. Jesse. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Friday and Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Don't worry, Kelly. I don't know what you're so stressed about. The commander-in-chief is on it. Let, let me digress just for a moment. I started the Cancer Moonshot, which I worked very hard on in the 
administration, the administration I served in last. <laughs> Doing great, Joe. Doing great. Chris, you know what we haven't had in ages? We actually got a request for this. I can't. It's criminal we haven't had this in ages. We, we need a break from all this ickiness. You know what we need, Chris? We need the girls from New Jersey. And just a quick setup for those who don't remember this or haven't been listening to the show long enough. Governor Phil Murphy... He's the governor of New Jersey. Total scumbag. I mean, dirtball scumbag. And when he was trashing, trashing New Jersey with these crazy lockdowns and putting all these rules out, he gets caught out at a restaurant with like five or six people at a huge table. No masks, no nothing. Well, I've always gotten along with people from the Northeast really, really well. It's a really weird thing because I've lived all over the country. I prefer to live in the South. I like to live in the South. I like, yes, ma'am, no, sir. I like to teach my kids that. But I tend to understand people from the Northeast a little better. They're ruder and more direct, and that's probably more where I am. And I have so many friends from New York and New Jersey and Philly and, and because we just we see eye to eye. And this, this audio is so New Jersey. Phil Murphy out, breaking his own rules, living it up. And some clearly sauced New Jersey girls lay eyes on him, and they go full New Jersey. Oh my God! Hey, how you oh doing? Oh my God, Murphy! How you doing? Such a you're having you fun are... with your family. In the meantime, you're having all kind of other bullshit. A little too drunk? No, no, I'm not drunk. As a matter of fact. Well, you put your mask on. You can go yourself. How's that? Well, you I don't need a mask on. You know why I don't need a mask? Because there ain't nothing. The whole thing is one long beep. You can't even make anything out. The only part you can really make clear is when he asks her to put her mask on and she tells him to go beep himself. <laughs> I love them so much. Chris, we need to find them one day and get them on the show. No, you have one of the button thingies where you can drop them if they cuss. You're right, Chris. Never meet your heroes. That's true. That is true. All right. Dear Shogun Oracle, I've observed the GOP establishment and never Trump factions of the Republican Party have little, if anything, to say about Trudeau going full dictator and tech companies and banks helping him do it. What do you think motivates them to stay silent on this? Well, this is this is a bitter pill to swallow, all right? But you're going to have to trust me on this. Remember, I ran for Congress a couple times in Arizona. And so I ended up spending time with so many of these political types when you're running for office. They fly out and do a fundraiser for you. You fly back to D.C. You end up hanging out with them and meetings and things like that. And then since I got into this, now I have some really close friends in Congress who give me the inside scoop. And so I'm telling you, not as a guess, not as one of my stupid predictions where I call myself the Oracle. I'm telling you this as a fact. A lot of the leadership of the Republican Party, they hate your guts. They honestly despise their base. The leadership of the Democratic Party, they fear their base. Nancy Pelosi, she fears the AOCs out there. She, she, she's afraid of them. The McConnell types, the Mitt Romney types, they legitimately hate you. 
they consider you to be some kind of backwards Neanderthal. I bet he works with his hands. What what an idiot. They consider you to be a beneath them backwards Neanderthal. And when they see tyrannical governments like Trudeau's cracking down, when they see America's tyrannical government having political prisoners like we do, the January 6th people, they don't look at that the way you look at that and say, that is unjust, that's wrong, we're being treated wrong. They look at that and think, oh, good, oh, good, I like that. It's not that they're staying silent. It's that they're staying silent publicly and in the background, they're cheering. That's the reality of it. Man, that was ugly. That was dark, Chris. It was dark. You know what? You know what? We need a missile launch. This soundboard. What, Chris? It's fine. This soundboard is the greatest thing ever. I think I might like the bomb the best. I love it because of the suspense. It makes me remember Battleship. Remember Electronic Talking Battleship? Hold on, Chris. Hold on. We'll do this one. No, it's fine. This is good radio. Sunk by battleship. What, Chris? That's what he sounds like. I could do a f- what if? Hear me out. Could you s- write an email to the bosses for me? Hear me out and hear me out. You have to write this because I'm telling you to. Will you ask them if they could put out some feelers and see if I could be a voice guy for a board game? No, Chris. Listen, listen. It might be lucrative. What if it sells huge? And I could, I could totally be if they were to come out with a new electronic talking battleship. My destroyer. Did you hear that, Chris? The bass in my voice? You don't get it. Hi, Jesse. My name is Brett. You can say it on the air. For starters, I'd like to say your episode titled A Reckoning broke my heart. And as a Canadian, I appreciate the support you show our trucker heroes. I'm a former Canadian infantryman. By the way, in case you don't know what he's talking about real quick, the A Reckoning episode was the one that shattered every record we've ever done. It's from the 9th, February 9th. It's much different than this show, much different than normal show. It's very, very heavy. I do think it is important for people to listen to it, though. And that's not me. Look, you know what? If you don't feel like it, that's fine. I'm not trying to drive up the download numbers, but it is, it is something I do think it's important for people to listen to. All right? I'm a former Canadian infantryman, semi-retired, so my wife and I have had a relatively easy time homeschooling our kids because I can be home whenever I want. To get to my issue, issue which is the reason I'm contacting you today, I really miss my favorite pub, which as an unvaccinated person, I've been unable to access. So my questions are, what do you think will be the end result of the trucker protest? And are we going to see the end of restrictions in the states when elections 2020 are concluded? Or will libs double down in the areas that they win after it's settled? As a side note, what do you think my odds are filing for asylum in Alaska if my lib province keeps on? They're probably not going to let you file for asylum, brother, but I will say this. I, I think it's very, very obvious what's happening right now when you see the blue areas in America like D.C. and others start to pull back on the COVID lockdowns, pull back on the COVID restrictions, but they're out there saying things like, hey, well, I mean, look, we want to have the freedom to bring them back. And this is a it's a it's it's not a message that's come just from one person. You can hear that Dr. Len, that Dr. Witch on CNN said it. The CDC director said it. So the, this is clearly a talking point that went out. Hey, we need to back off now in case we need to bring them back later. I think it would be criminally criminally naive to think to themselves to think to yourself oh these restrictions are gone for good because they're unpopular 
they're going to ease them off to give people hope of some kind going into the midterms. They're going to see just how big of a bloodbath they take in the midterms. And then when that's done, wherever they can, they're going to slap all those restrictions back on you. Let's remember, these communists love these restrictions. They love them. They haven't had to live with any of these. They love these things. They've, they've had a ball. They haven't missed a meal. They haven't, they haven't missed anything out there. They've been enjoying every single second of this entire thing. They haven't missed a vacation. They haven't missed a party. This thing's been wonderful for them. All right, we have a lot more. Ask Dr. Jesse. We have some kids. They emailed the show. We have a black market operation going on with the kids, and we're about to support it here on the Jesse Kelly Show. So we're going to get to that in a second. Speaking of kids, Annie's Genius Box. Annie's Genius Box is something you need to get for your kids. If you have kids age 7 to 12, hear me out. All you do is sign up for this thing, and once a month you will get a box. And they'll open it up, and it's these these little uh, Ziploc-type bags in there on various things. Oh, there's batteries, a couple wires. What's this weird tape thing? And your kid will have to pull out the top-secret mission envelope, which they love. And they'll open it up, and they'll read it. And what it'll be, it'll be guidelines for how they're supposed to do the three activities that month. And it's activities they're going to geek out on. When's the last time your kid got to build a robot? Or examine a fossil. That's what Annie's Genius Box is. It's your kid getting smarter and having a blast while they do it. Learning to think. Learning critical thinking skills. Go to annieskitclubs.com slash radio and you get 75% off your first box. annieskitclubs.com slash radio. The Jesse Kelly Show. Too much confusion. It is the Jesse Kelly show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. And yes, we still have a soundboard. I'm so excited about it. uh, For everyone last night who was laughing about or complaining about the vomit button that Chris added to the board, understand I have told Chris to have that taken care of. We, We do need a vomit button of some kind. I thought that one was a little too gross. Apparently, Chris has uploaded a new one. Let's find out what it is here. Chris, that's the same one. Upload a new one now, Chris. Gosh. All right, let's get to some emails. This is coming from me and my friend from Utah. We are 13 and 14 and are big fans of your program and your truthfulness. You are truly the modern-day Thomas Paine with that common sense of yours. We came upon your show a couple months ago and are inevitably addicted. You are very cool, man. Plus, your choices of intro songs are spot on. Now to the question. Are you a fan of Coca-Cola? We actually sell it at our school for a dollar each, but we have to do it in secret thanks to Michelle Obama. We haven't been caught yet, knock on wood. We know you don't answer emails, but we do ask this. Read our email towards the end of the show because that's really the only time we can secretly listen in. (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Oracle, sir. Say hi to Chris for us. Chris! Um, I'm going to forget, Chris, we need to make sure we read this at the end of the show. All right. We're going to read this at the end of the show. All right. All right. Don't let me forget. We're reading that for these fellas. 
Go get them, black market Coca-Cola dealers. Go get them. You got the support of the Jesse Kelly show out here. <laughs> Truth, Truth Sage Oracle. Jesse, is the reason these communists that rule in the states and cities don't wear a mask as they are taking preventative hydroxychloroquine and other therapeutics? What do you think? All right. Uh, it said his name is okay. His name is Alfred. Uh, listen, there's a couple reasons they don't wear masks. One, they know masks don't work. Uh, you, I mean, this is so wild. We still have a huge percentage of the society that thinks the mask is actually doing something. The mask is not doing anything. All right. So one, they know the mask doesn't work. That's one. Two, coronavirus is, is not deadly really for people who aren't old or aren't fat or don't have pre-existing conditions. I'm not, and this, that's not me saying coronavirus is nothing. It is a deadly virus. It kills people. I, I understand that. I am saying that, but it's not. It's not that deadly, especially not for these politicians like AOC or Gavin Newsom or these types. So they're not worried about getting it at all. I, I mean, almost everyone I know has had it to varying degrees. Some people were sick as a dog for a week. Some people had a little lost taste for half a day. I really just had a splitting headache more than anything else for a day and a half, two days, a little bit of sniffles. But everyone gets it. So the, the, the one, they know that too. And two, of course they're taking other other therapeutics i mean that's what's so wild about this whole thing all this talk about the vaccine as pfizer lines their pockets and again you take the vaccine or don't take it i'm not encouraging or discouraging all i've ever said is don't you dare give it to your kids but there are a bunch of ways to treat coronavirus we know a bunch of ways to treat coronavirus and this doctor may prefer this way or that doctor may prefer that way but there are a bunch of ways to treat it these people are all getting treated for it. Remember, don't don't ever forget, maybe the best example ever is Larry Hogan of Maryland using monoclonal antibodies to get over COVID and then banning monoclonal antibodies to try to make people take a vaccine. That, more than anything, epitomizes how this country is broken and rotted and corrupt and how we have handled coronavirus. Dear Cheeseburger Bandito, early voting started here in Texas and we got a primary for governor. Please explain to everyone how primaries will actually strengthen our candidate that eventually wins the nomination. Okay, let me get to a couple things here. There are primaries not just happening in Texas. They're starting to happen around the country right now. Your primary that you're ignoring right now is more important than the general election you're excited about. We need a new kind of GOP, a new, bolder, anti-communist GOP. The only way we're going to get that is run out the old losers and bring in some new blood. That's one. Two, this is why I've been saying what I've been saying about the 2024 presidential primary. What I'm hearing consistently is this. The other potential major candidates who might get in on the Republican side will not get in if Donald Trump gets in because Trump's the most popular Republican in the country and they'll just step aside and let him have it. And that is the absolute worst thing that could happen to the country, to the Republican Party and Donald Trump himself. A primary, a nasty, heated, fight each other primary is not a bad thing. It is a good thing. People look at conflict like a, 
like a fight out beside the out behind the gym when you were in junior high, back when kids were actually just allowed to throw hands and then hug it out afterwards. And you look at that thing and it makes you uncomfortable to watch it. Guess what? You almost always end up with best as best friends with the kid you fought. Conflict is necessary. It is terrible for Donald Trump and the Republican Party and the country if the 2024 primary is just a coronation of Trump. No. Make Trump get back in touch with his base, fundraise, get quality people on your staff. We need a good field office here, a good field office there. Let's have debates. Let's have arguments. Let's have an argument of ideas in front of everyone. All of them. Every one of them. I don't care who gets in. They all need to get in. Uh, Every single one of them. Get in and have a big fight. We need a big fight to make sure we are primed and ready. And Trump is the most popular Republican in America, so he probably comes out of that primary anyway. But I say he comes out of it better. He comes out of it a better Trump. We don't need a coronation. Coronations are worthless. You know what people hate? The same thing that's good for them. Competition. People hate competition. You know what would be the worst thing in the world for me? Like with what I do. Okay, I do radio and TV. I I understand it's not exactly an important job, but I do radio and TV. You know what would be terrible for me? If every single other conservative radio host stopped doing radio tomorrow. It'd be great, right? Business-wise, woohoo! Look at those download numbers, Chris. Woohoo! Everyone listens. Would that be good for me to know? People don't have any more choices. They have to come here. Oh, we'd be comfortable. Don't get me wrong. I don't have to put any effort in at all, Chris. I think I, I think I'm gonna do the show drunk tomorrow. It would be terrible for me and terrible for the show. Competition is what we hate. Competition is what makes us better. It makes us better. All right, now, you've heard all the talk about banking this and banks seizing this and banks freezing that. That's been all over the news the past couple days. All right, so that's not exactly news to you. Inflation is not exactly news to you. Do you have gold, physical gold, in your hands yet? Oxford Gold Group will deliver it to your front door. I'm not talking about a piece of paper I'm not talking about something the government can just hack into and seize. I mean, Oxford Gold Group will deliver gold to your front door so you have something of tangible value. Tangible value no matter what. Call 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They're easy to work with. They'll take special care of you. 833-995-GOLD. Tell them Jesse told you to call Oxford Gold Group for gold you can hold.